In a world of bus schedules and business calls, sidestep into a realm of Koigyu casting in Klingons. Okay, people, get your geek on. Hi everyone, it's May 2nd, 2014, and you're listening to episode 89 of Knit One Geek 2. I'm Karen. I'm Maggie. And we're coming to you from Geek Fashion Week 2014. We have A-listers from all over the geek genres. I see sci-fi, I see adventure, and for the women of the runway, we're going big skirts, and I'm talking the bigger, the better. We're not talking just ballroom size, we are talking planetary. But more on that later. Yes, so hello everyone! Hi everybody! <laughs> this is post-frolic. Yep, yes, post-frolic, and Maggie's brain is slightly fried with all the videos I just showed her on YouTube. Yeah, so if anybody <laughs> has a complaint about me stuttering or slipping speech or slurring, just blame Karen, okay? She just... <laughs> I just exploded her brain. Seriously, you guys, I was, I, oh, I didn't have a camera with me, otherwise I would have taken pictures of the face that she was making. If you guys want to see what we're talking about, um, I'll probably post it on the Ravelry group, or go to YouTube, search for Avengers Crack Vid, and the ones by Daily as Guardian News are the ones that I was showing Maggie. And yeah, I got... I got no words. Some of the songs are perfect, and some of them are way too accurate. <laughs> um, the Whitney Houston's version of "I Will Always Love You" <laughs> is 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 a little heart wrenchy. Yes, I wasn't exactly looking at the screen for that one. Two guesses what scene that was with. Anyways, but I'm sorry. The I, f- I feel pretty with Loki was pretty much. <laughs> No, no, the no, the one I liked with Loki was, uh, I'm too sexy. Yes. <laughs> holy, holy cats. Ah, there was one point where she had a piece of pizza, like, in front of her open mouth for, like, a good minute, and then slowly push, she put the pizza back down. Anyway, yes. Frolic. Frolic, yes, that thing. So, big hello and hi for any of the new listeners that we met at the Frolic. Yep, and a big special hello to any any of the listeners who came up to us and said hello. We do appreciate you guys, and it's really nice to actually meet you and see you face to face. Yeah, even though usually for these sort of things, I have had like four hours of sleep, so I'm kind of like, there's zombie. <laughs> I probably come off sounding really awful at these things, because I'm just like so sleep deprived. Miss so for that, Karen. For that, I apologize. Miss Karen was a total celebrity that day. <laughs> If I had a dollar... Because I was wearing the most attention-whoring project I have. If I had a dollar for every time somebody came up and fondled her... Ooh, girl. For nitty reasons. <laughs> I would be a very rich lady. Hey, which one of us is getting the fondling? I'm the one who should be getting paid here. You're the whore, I'm the pimp. <laughs> <clears throat> so, Miss Karen was wearing her Hobbit Along project from... Yes, my... Last year. My fire under the mountain shawl. And everybody, people came from across rooms to come and, and talk to her and see her. It was, like, I'm her handler, and I'm starting to, like, pass out shades and, you know, say, okay, people, we're going to wrap up the autographs in two minutes. Move it along, move it along. Yeah. Unfortunately, that also meant I had to try and explain the, the title of it <laughs> numerous times. Yes. After a little while, it's like, okay, I'm not even going to try and say it anymore, because you're not going to be able to spell it if I tell you. So here's the designer's name. But oh. yes, yeah, so we had a good day. We did, and... We got there super early. Yeah, and there was already a line. <laughs> yeah, we got there, well, Michelle, the wonderful Michelle, who you heard on the last podcast. She's a bit... She decreed that she, we were leaving at 7 a.m. Decree is a good word. <laughs> Not that I can really argue with that, considering, A, she was one of the people driving and therefore had to find a parking space, and also because we wanted to get to the Indigo Dragonfly booth, like, first thing, so we could get... Some of her special new colorways. Special specials. Because they included Sherlocky colorways. And we did. We got... It was like a beeline. I think we were yep. her first customer. Yeah. Well, the first people at her stall. Yeah, because I don't think there was really anyone else anyone else there. No, everybody was sort of milling around the first couple of stalls, and we just zipped through. Yeah, well, because I think most people would go there, and then they'd, they'd slowly, they'd make their way through the stalls in order. So they'd, you know, stop at the Purple Pearl first, because they're right next to the door, right. and then they look at what they had, look at, you know, sort of gradually spread out. Or, you know, they'd go to the raffle table, or do the... Right. The door prize thing or something like that. And then, but we were on a mission, so we were just like, boom, scoop up all the yarn. 
It was kind of. It was kind of like that. Yarn was getting scooped. Yeah. There's well, especially because we 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 changed our minds. I believe I changed my mind a couple times with some of the stuff, mm-hmm. and sort of put things back in certain places and grabbed other bases in the same colorways or whatever. Yeah. But you know, we sort of scooped up stuff first so that you know we at least had those ones. Yeah. So she had a few Sherlocky colorways. Uh, one of them was one that we have discussed before, was Cumber Bacchanal. Yep. And it turned out to be a very gray to dark. Yeah. To an inky color. Mm-hmm. She also had, in the world of secrets, the man with the key is king. In the in the world of locked doors, the That's man it. with the key is king. That was the title of it. Of course, uh, the next line after that, and honey, you, you should, should see me in, in a, a crown. crown. Yeah, so that was the Moriarty one, obviously. Uh, and it was a purple Yes, purpley. It was colored. a lovely. It was a lovely purple color. Mm-hmm. I picked that up for Miss Katie for her for her birthday present, and I mm-hmm. I told her that I made an executive decision, mm-hmm. and she opened it and she was thrilled because she loves purple. <laughs> and there was a Watsony one that was sort of a, a brown. Perhaps you would name. like to put away your harpoon. No, that's the one I got, and it's blue. Okay. What was the one that Wat- What was the Watson? I can't one? remember the name of the Watson one. You have it. Yes. No. Oh. Because it was brown. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would have to double check her website, see if she's got the website and stuff up. So if you're looking for any of these, you can maybe just keep an eye on her website, keep it on her blog, and she'll... Hopefully the uh, leftovers... I know she's at TNNA right now. Okay. But hopefully remaining skeins of the stuff from the Frolic will be appearing on her website. It's indigodragonfly.ca. And I'm trying to think if there was any others. I think that was it for the Sherlocky ones. Yeah, for Sherlock, I only know of about four. Yeah. And one of our friends had asked me to go get one um, for her because it was a Toronto Blue Jays themed colorway. Yes. Yeah. I think it was like, it was called Halloween, giving something, blue, giving Blue Jays fans something to do in October since 1994. Now, what did you get at the Frolic? I got a skein of the Cumber Bacchanal in the Merino Cashmere Nylon Lace. So that I could make something lovely and lacy. Maybe a scarf mm-hmm. to wrap so Europeanly around my neck, like a certain consulting detective. Um, I got the, perhaps you should put away your your harpoon one. Because it has the blue yeah. tones. Well, I got that and I got the Moriarty one. Okay. One of those skeins will likely be part of a prize for those on the podcast. For anybody that can deliver Benedict Cumberbatch or Tom Hiddleston in a box with air holes. No. Oh, damn. <laughs> Not that sort of prize, because I, I think rewarding people for abduction of certain people is probably not a good idea, Maggie. Damn. And then I also got, there was the Waterloo Wool's booth. They had a couple big bins of oops skeins, as well as uh, things where they were d- discontinuing the base and stuff. So they had an oops skein in their Huron fingering weight base that's all and the colors are all blues and greens and lovely. Um, but there it looked like there was one place where they had tied the skein a little too tightly when they were dying so the dye hadn't penetrated. Mm-hmm. So there's one really light like white spot that goes across the skein. Hence the oops. Okay. And I was like well it's cheap yarn and it looks great and I don't care about that bit. So yoink mine. I mean, if you wanted to, you could always dye over it something darker. Or I guess I could, but... If you wanted. Meh, I don't care. Okay. It'll just make little white spots in whatever I make, which is not necessarily a bad thing. No, it's not. So what did you get? Well, I went in with a plan, and it wasn't so much yarn as accessories that I was going for this year. I finally became a big girl and got my own set of blocking wires. Ooh. As a matter of fact, a bunch of us walked out with blocking wires. Yeah. <laughs> I think a bunch of us were... Walking around with, t- and I keep saying, because it was from Creative Yarns, I think, Yeah, that we bought the tubes, and they had sort of semi-hid them next to the cash register. And I'm like, really? If you just put a nice big orb on the end of the tube, you could walk around like it was a nice big walking cane or, <laughs> you know, a pimp staff. A very rattling pimp cane. Yeah, but, you know, knitters would understand. But there are several of us going home that day with long tubes of... New blocking wires. Mm-hmm. I have my very first project bag, all my own Zs. This is from Zigzag Stitches. Mm-hmm. It is their medium-sized project bag, so I figured most of the stuff I'm working on right now mm-hmm. is not just single socks. Yeah. I'm doing two-color mittens. I'm doing a two-color double-knitting scarf. Yeah. And I'm doing 
a scarf that's already somewhat lengthy, so... Yeah. One way or the other, I think it's not so bad to go one step up. Yeah. And I mean, I've got one of their bags. I've actually got it right here, because it's my Starry Night with TARDIS. That's the one I screamed about at year four. Yes, last year. And I've got my scarf, my double-knit scarf in there. So I've got two skeins of yarn. Yeah. Or two balls of yarn in there. And I've used it for shawls and stuff, too. It's quite good for... I love this thing. And mine is just barely bordering on bright psychedelic. Yeah. But for that reason, it is, you know, I can't lose it. Yeah. Yeah, and yours just has a floral pattern on it. Yeah. Pretty floral pattern. I like it. And somebody bought me... Carbon's Knitting Needles, mm-hmm. nicknamed Tony Stark Knitting Needles. <laughs> because they are high-tech, and I have actually read, knit, read Avengers fic, where Tony is a knitter and he uses Carbon's <laughs> Knitting Needles. Miss Karen bought me as a belated birthday present. Yep. Carbon's Needles, and I adore them. Good. You said I, you'd been, you've already started using them? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of... I kind of the, the hesitation. I kind of need some red lipstick and some boots and a corner to walk on. Okay. I've have a lot of projects on the go right now. <laughs> Welcome to the world of the plod- project slut, Maggie. Damn it. Okay, so anyways. <laughs> on that note, should we talk about what we're knitting? Yes. I'll just say that you know, we had a great time at the frolic. We did. And it seemed like for I'm not sure officially um, it seemed a little like maybe it wasn't quite as crowded, but then part of that could be, I was thinking part of that could be, we also got there much earlier. Much earlier, than yes. And usually the main crush of people is like between 10 and 11, up to about noon. And by that time, we had already got the stuff that we needed. Needed, yeah. You know, that we were like determined to get. So we were just sort of wandering around looking at stuff. And so maybe because we were much, we were more chill around that time period, maybe it just feel as crowded because it was sort of like, you know, I don't really have to go into Yeah, it. we weren't elbowing people out of the way. I will add, though, that a bunch of us had arranged to meet the shepherdess. Yeah. I wish I had brought her business card, but I'll link her information. Mm-hmm. We had arranged to meet her there to buy her fleeces. Yes. So this is my first fleece that I'll mm-hmm. be buying. And I'm sorry, I'm not washing and carding it myself. <laughs> I got me a life. Yeah. I love my knitting, I love my fiber, and I love my spinning, but I do guts me a life. So we're paying for Wellington uh, fiber to do it. Yep. And it'll come back when it's done. Yeah. So you also got an entire fleece. Not an entire one. Oh, not an entire one? I split it with Michelle. Okay, yeah. Still. still half a fleece. Still half a fleece. (laughs) It's actually kind of warms the heart to, like, go, I can smell the farm. I can smell the sheep on that. It smells like a sheep. And there was a there was a bag of just lamb fleece, and mm-hmm. it was really really dark gray, and it was all crimpy and little, and it was so 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 soft. And you remember we would go around to I think it was Gemini Fibers that had examples of the all the different fleeces. Mm-hmm. They had the cashmere out. No, it was next door to Gemini Fibers. I can't remember, yeah, who, I can't it remember who it was. But they had cashmere roving out. Yeah, and it was just butter in your hands. Yeah, there was one group there that had Kiviet roving, too. Yes! And it's like, I can't feel anything. It's so soft. It's like I'm not touching anything. <laughs> it's like knitting with clouds. Yes. Okay, so, what are we knitting? Well, to start off, we are both knitting the There and Back Again story scarf. Did oh, yeah. you bring yours? Oh, yeah, that thing. Did you bring yours? I didn't bring mine. Okay, I'll just get a photo of mine then later. I will post a photo of mine, but... <clears throat> so, yes, I have started. I'm actually right at the point you're at. Oh, really? Yes. Right at the bottom of Bag End? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've just finished the little garden patch, and I've got the bottom three rows of the door and the walls of Bag End. How are you finding the double knitting? It's going okay so far. Like, you kind of get used to get into a rhythm. The main thing now that we're doing the, the a lot of the changing colors and stuff is just trying to get my head to wrap around being able to see... Yeah. Where the stitches are, because, I mean, you have the stitches, because you're working on both sides of the scarf in each row. Right. You've got colors, stitches of both colors on the needle, which can make it a little more difficult to spot, like, okay, I need to do this one stitch before where it was in the row below. And it's definitely something I'm finding I have to do more, remind myself to do more counting. Yeah. Than reading. 
of the knitting. I've the pattern suggested putting counters every ten. Yeah, I haven't done that though. I might want to, but it's going okay so far. I actually, what I did is I put on the first Hobbit movie, mm-hmm. cast on, knit through the first Hobbit movie, and then mo- a lot of the rest of what I've done. So about ha- maybe a little less than half of what I've got here was from the first Hobbit movie, and a little more than half of what I've got up to where I finished is from watching the second Hobbit movie. So I find it's it's something that's easier if I just sit my butt down and work on it for right a long stretch. It's not really something... It's not something you can pick, pick up, up and do a row here. Do a couple, yeah. So I might, you know, once I get more used to it, I might want to try doing that just so I can do... So it's more like, once I keep working on it and keep getting close to done, because, you know, every little bit adds up. But also then, so it doesn't seem like as big a project, project. or as big a, yeah. a task... To sit down, because otherwise if I get in the mentality where I'm like, oh my god, I have to sit down and knock off like 15 rows at once, then that will become something more It becomes onerous and yeah. time and mind-nummy and not quite as fun. So how are you doing? Well, my garden looks like it, it needs to be weeded, to be <laughs> honest. I did a little test swatch for, of the double knitting. I'm like, okay, okay, I got this, I, I got this, I got mm-hmm. this. And, you know, once I started, once you got past the knitting, just the plain part. Yeah. Plain rows, then you get into the regular, get into switching back and forth, and I'm, oh, my flower's a little crooked. It's got a leaf growing out of its side, other side. It's fine. It's fine. I've got something growing over there that I don't think was meant to be there, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm going with it. Like, every hobbit has to weed their garden, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to keep it instead of rip it out. Yeah. Because by the end of this scarf, I'm hoping... I will be more proficient, and I'll be able to look at it time-wise and go, okay, yeah. that's where I started, and this is where, where I am I now. Yeah. I may not be as proficient as I want to be, but I am better than at that point. Yeah, there's a few spots, like you can see right there, right near the beginning, where I didn't, I guess when I was pulling it back to do the pearl part of the stitch, I didn't, one of the strands didn't come back yeah, or get to the back of the work. It stayed on the front and then got sort of carried across one of the the stockinette side of one of the stitches. Yeah, one of my plants looks like ivy. It doesn't look like a little round bud. It looks like... Oh, well. No one will notice. Yeah, well. But yeah, so it's going. And it'll continue to go. Yep. I haven't been working on it as much because I've had other things. Ditto. (laughs) So what else have you been working on? Okay. Well, I am... First of all, I am really close to finishing this. Ooh. You're supposed to do 23 repeats. What is this again? This is Colonel from Nitty. And it, oh, it, and we should say that's the There and Back Again Story Scarf by Frivolite Handcrafts, which you can get from Ravelry and see the amazing, amazing finished project, which, oh God, seems so big now. <laughs> so yeah, so what are you working on? So this is Colonel. It is from 2009 Fall Nitty. So mm-hmm. it is a free pattern and it is by Bonnie Sennett. And it is a very simple diamond repeat pattern. Yep. And you just repeat it, uh, according to the pattern, 23 times. Mm-hmm. And I'm on repeat 18. Okay. And I got some of my own blocking wires now. Yes. So this is really close to done. Yeah. And it's pretty painless. <laughs> I mean, really, it's one of those easy things that I can... Yes, there are... Yes, it is lace, and it's got yarn yeah. overs, and it's got... But it's know, a diamond pattern, so it... And it's, it looks like a fairly short repeat, so... And the... It's got rest rows. Yeah. So, yeah, I can watch TV while I do this. Yeah. Now, the the reason that The Hobbit Along has sort of not gotten a lot of attention this past week... Mm-hmm. ...is because I got some Tony Stark needles. Yes. Ooh, what is this? And this is... I know the yarn is Blue Moon Fiber Arts. And it is our Hobbit colorway. Hobbit Garden. Is it? Yep. No. No? No, it's not. All right, then what is it? I have that colorway. And this is not it. Well, (laughs) it's that. Okay. It's red. The yarn is red and sort of slightly but toned down olivey green and black and browns. That's right. Hobbit Garden's a bit more green. Because yeah, it was Hobbit Garden has more green and, and blue. blue and purple and... Then I don't know what this is, but it's <laughs> Blue Moon Fiber Arts. I would have to go into... Unless you got it, like, bought it in person somewhere or ordered Blue Moon Farts, Fiber Arts without me. Blue Moon Farts? <laughs> blue Moon Fiber Arts without me. I would have to go back in my Socks That Rock ordering... Because I think usually we've done it, we've ordered together. Oh, it'll be it'll be a challenge. But anyways, I am making the Neldoref socks again from Nitty. But okay, how do you spell that? <laughs> Neldoref, N E L D O R 
E-T-H. Okay. Exactly how it sort of sounds. Neldor F. F. Yeah. It's again from, it's from Nitty, and it's been released in the most recent issue. And it is by Rich Enser. And it's got cables that go down the sides and meet on top of the foot. Ooh. And I think it's really, really pretty for all of this cable work that goes on the sides. Yeah, it is. And it does, and it looks really good even with the, like with the... The variation. The variegation of yep. the yarn. Most of the colors are fairly dark, so it looks pretty good even with the variegation. Yep. Now, I was originally thinking of doing my, doing these in my low-key socks, in my low-key colorway. Yeah. But it's getting to be warm, and I kind of maybe might want Loki on my hands mm-hmm. as wristers, or maybe a beret. You want to touch the Loki? I want to touch the Loki. <laughs> or maybe a Tam, or uh, something like that. You want like to stick that. your hands inside the Loki? <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> but uh, I don't think these are going to be the last socks I make on these needles. No. I'm loving these. <laughs> Yeah, and those are the Knitter's Pride Carbons, right? Yep. You ended up with the two millimeter. Two millimeter right? ones. Yeah. And my husband must be really tired of hearing it because for the first night that I cast this on and just started going, I love these needles. And he's like, that's nice, dear. No, really, I love these needles. And he's like <laughs> looking up from his laptop going, I'm happy for you. <laughs> 30 minutes goes by. Oh, God, these needles are awesome. And he's like, closes his laptop, gets up, walks out. <laughs> so is that everything you've been working on? I still haven't finished my... See, this is why I need red lipstick. I'm looking at everything that I need to do. So I've got the scarf, the socks that I just cast on. Mm-hmm. My Hobbit Along project. Uh, the swirly mittens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, which ones are the active ones that you have worked on in the last... Seven days? Two weeks, let's say. Okay, that would be Colonel, these socks, and the Hobbit along. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we'll, we'll, we won't mention the other things which <laughs> haven't, been meant, haven't been worked on. We'll recently. keep it as a, clo- as a close-knit circle. Yeah, it's, it's active works in progress. Active works. Okay, I can live with that. Okay, so I have been working on, as you know, the uh, There and Back Again scarf. I have also been working, mostly I've been working on my Metallurgy scarf because... My manager has had her last day at work, and we now have... <laughs> Monday, we have the special retirement dinner for her, and that is probably the last time I will see her for a little while. <laughs> I know I'm going to see her. So I need to finish this thing. It is very close. I need to finish it by Sunday so I can block it. It's very close. And it's very close. I, I am pretty con- pretty sure that I can finish this So you have the crescent, tomorrow. and you have the special edging going around, I'd say... 75% of the way. Yeah, if not a little more, actually. Yeah. The edging is pretty easy, and it's pretty simple to follow. Maybe not even, maybe not memorize, but at least follow, like, you know, in Nudge. each row, like, yeah. okay, I need to put a yarn over one, one stitch to the, one stitch to the right, and I need to do the decrease one stitch to the right, as I did last row. I occasionally just have to check when I get to the rows, which change because there's a little stuck in it, stitch swoosh and a little twisted rib swoosh on it, which if you look at the pattern and it's by Very Busy Monkey, you'll see what I'm talking about. And so sometimes when it's when they switch which one is getting decreased and which one's getting increased, I occasionally just have to double check the pattern to make sure I'm putting the decrease in the right places. Though I'm pretty sure I've even got that memorized by now. And so each repeat goes pretty quickly, even though it's like 44 stitches, 44 rows long, but half of those are rest rows anyway. This is Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And this was uh, Madeline Tosh, right? Yeah, it's Madeline Tosh Merino Light in the Dr. Zhivago's Sky colorway. So it's sort of mixed grays, dark and light grays. And it's really pretty. I did have to go get another skein. Well, you know, maybe didn't have to, but to be on the safe side, I went and got another skein of the colorway from the Needle Emporium a mm-hmm. couple weeks ago. Oh, twist your arm. Yeah, I know. I know. So difficult having to go into the yarn store. Especially considering I wanted to, so difficult having to go in, especially considering I wanted to check out the comic book store in Hamilton too. But yeah, it's super pretty. And it's not too bad with the amount that I have to get done in time. I'm probably going to get it done in time. The only thing I'm kind of debating 
yes. kind of involving this, is tomorrow, May 3rd, is apparently Yarn Shop Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is also the anniversary of the of Handknit Yarn Studio in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So they are going to have, they're having a sale for the weekend, and possibly more importantly, they're having cake, <laughs> and they're having prizes tomorrow. So I'm kind of tempted to go in, especially too, because tomorrow is, uh, as we'll mention later, is free comic book day. So it would be like, I could go into Hamilton and go to Handknit Yarn Studio and also to Big B Comics. There's a little... Tempted. There's a lot of swag that can be per- that can be acquired tomorrow. Yes, I know. And part of me is thinking, like, you were at the frolic last weekend. You do not need more yarn. Shush. Shush. <laughs> said part of the brain. <laughs> Well, then there's the other part of my brain that says, like, well, you know, you could just go in and not buy yarn. You don't have to buy yarn. We don't have to eat either. Yes, I don't have to buy yarn. That doesn't mean I won't. <laughs> but yes. And so in a couple play, you know, a couple times um, when I've been on the bus and stuff, I've just been also been working on some plain stockinette stitch socks that I have on the go that are in my turtle pearl, striped turtle toes yarn in the purple pearl fifth anniversary colorway. There's been sort of my, my I need something Just something simple. in your hands. Yeah. yeah. Or I think I worked on them for a knit night the other night when I was, not this like week, but last week when I was really tired and I was like, I don't think I have the brain to work on this other thing. And then the only other thing I've worked on has been my movie socks. Because mm-hmm. I started a new pair when we went to see Cap. America 2, and I finished the foot going to see Captain America 2, and then I turned the heel and I started the leg going to see Captain America 2 again. <laughs> so I have actually put them in my Ravelry projects. I need to still need to take pictures, but I'm hoping to do that soon, considering now especially I have a, a better phone, cell phone, with a better camera. Okay. So I can actually take nicer pictures and just immediately upload them from there instead of doing the whole dicking around with resizing shit from my camera. Okay. But yes, my other debate for tomorrow actually was um, I could go into Hamilton and I could probably would still pretty much be able to finish this in time. But part of me was also thinking like, you know, I could just go over to the red box at the mall and rent like three or four movies and come back and sit on the couch and watch movies all day and knit. (laughs) And that seems pretty tempting, too. It would be really tempting to me, too. Well, you know, you can join me. I know, but I'm going to have an I'm going to have Nick Fury with me. Yes. We'll Which explain, we'll discuss later. We'll explain that in a minute. <laughs> and finally, of course, um, people might have noticed I have put up a new summer of stash down yes. thread over in the Revelry group. We have been charged with posting our stash. Yes. I mean, I said, I said in my first post, I will post pictures of my stash. I just had to wait until my mother left the country. For a little while first, be so that I can, and I'm going to do it sometime this weekend. I am going to take all my yarn out of its storage in my room and put it on the living room floor so I can spread it out and get a picture of all my yarn. But I can only do this when my mother is away because there are certain things my mother does not need to know. (laughs) The size of my yarn stash is one of them. One of them? Okay. You know, my sex life, she doesn't need to know about that. (laughs) (laughs) Your co-podcaster doesn't need to know about that either. Don't worry, Maggie, it's non-existent, so... I did take pictures of my stash. It is significantly smaller than what a lot of people are probably expecting. Yeah. But, that's alright, I still have a stash. Yeah, someone on our our reverie group actually said something about, oh, you need to post pictures of your stash after your, comparatively after the, the frolic. And I'm like, well, you know, I could take a picture of the stash I got. I could just take a picture of what I got at the frolic. Because really... If I take a picture of my stash post frolic, it'll be like fi- it'll be like a Where's Waldo picture. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I did it before and after, you really wouldn't be able to spot the difference. Yeah, it, it is a drop in the ocean. It's like you know, if if you if you have a, a picture of a swimming pool full of water and you took out like five cups of water, you wouldn't really be able to tell. Does this say anything about the size of Miss <laughs> Karen's stash? I will say it's not as big as the stash in that. Uh, blog post I linked of the world's biggest stash. No. It has not reached that level. But um, I don't know if I have reached Sable, <laughs> which is stash acquisition beyond life expectancy. But someone in the... Yeah, Zilla Latte in the Stash Down thread said that she was a member of the pre-processed knitters group for ravelers who suffer from intend-on-itis. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of this. They're having a 2014 stash down. They said they, their term that they use is safer. Stash adequate for eternal reincarnation. 
I haven't quite reached that level either. But yes, it's you can enter yourself on their spreadsheet and keep track of how much you use. <laughs> they seem to have a very good sense of humor. They're like, is your queue longer than the one for the newest iPhone? <laughs> yup. Do you have more sets of needles slash hooks than you do FOs? I don't know about finished objects. I do have a hell of a lot of needles. Can you hold your own in a debate on the best method of heel construction, even though you've never knit a sock, much less, much less a pair? Okay, uh, you've knit, socks, you've yeah. knit a lot of socks, and yes, you can hold your own. Do you spend more time enhancing your stash, planning future projects, and talking about knitting than you do actually knitting? No, you do quite I don't a... think so. No, you multitask. Now, I-, I will admit that I do spend a fair bit of time in some cases, like looking at Ravelry or, or thinking about knitting when I can't actually have knitting in my hands, and I, I do actually get, I call it itchy fingers. Yes. I will get this physical urge craving to have knitting in my hands and to be knitting. Yes. Which might indicate that I might have a problem. Because <laughs> I'm thinking of smokers who are like, I don't know what to do with my hands anymore because I don't have a cigarette to hold. You do reconnaissance knitting. Yes. So where, where you cannot actually have the needles, you start to gain intelligence. <laughs> yes, and they do have challenges each month, too. Or bi-monthly. So yeah, check out the pre-process stash down. Or sorry, the pre-process knitters group. Okay, so, how shall we move into Geek Squee? Sure. Okay, so, starting with our theme of fashion, we've been seeing a lot of really, really awesome cosplay recently. I think one was actually a prom gown, wasn't it? Now, I'm sure in the past people will remember the fantastic TARDIS gown that mm-hmm. we talked about, where a panel opened up and it showed the interior of the TARDIS that was painted on inside the gown. In a similar vein, in just this week, we've seen several gowns that range from for the young to the mature, and they all have a splendidly geeky flair. So speaking of the enormous, there's one that we found on Nidorama, which is a gown of the Death Star, basically. I love that she's actually got lights in that. Yeah. It, it, it looks like what you would think of in, I believe it was in the 80s when those Barbie cakes came out. Only <laughs> it was sphere, half, semi-spherical. Yeah. And a Barbie was sticking out the top. Yeah. That's kind of what it looks like, but it's Death Star cool. Yeah. And on top, the the top of it is sort of the, the ball gown equivalent of a um, security person. Yes. Or officer on the Death Star. And the bottom is an enormous poofy skirt. Is that a hoop skirt she's yeah, got? Her? Yeah. It's a hoop, well, skirt. it would have to be hoops to yeah, support that. Yeah, it would have that. to. And to make that shape. That is basically half of the Death Star. And it looks like she's got a uh, destroyer purse hanging off of her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hanging off of That's her wrist. That's a purse, okay. That is freaking cool. That is amazing. I love the lights. Okay, oh, basically, apparently it was taken at the Calgary Expo. Yay, Canada. Yeah, originally posted by the Badlands Garrison of the f- 501st. The maker and model, Death Star Girl, came to the Badlands Forum to tell us about the dress. It has about nine, it, it's actually double, la- this, the skirt is actually double layered. It has 900 foam tiles on it. So the texture, these are actually little foam tiles. Oh, good lord. 250 LED lights, 12 foot of EL wire, and I really couldn't guess how much it weighs, but it takes 9D batteries to power the lights. <laughs> and I broke two plastic hangers to hold it up. So you can imagine how fun, how much fun it is to put into the car. Yeah, that's when you fold all the seats down and you tell everybody else to walk. Yeah. Yeah, if you go to badlands.ca, that's the website of the, the Badlands Garrison, and from there you can find the forum. And I'm sure if you put in search in the forum for Death Star Dress, you'll find it. Very appropriate for this weekend as well. Yes. May the 4th. Yes, may the 4th be with you. So in other fabulous things and other fabulous Star Star Wars inspired dresses. Maybe you're not as confining as the regalia that the Death Star demands. Maybe you're a bit more of a free spirit. Let's say a bounty hunter. (laughs) Maybe Boba Fett and Emerald Green are a bit more your style. We got that too. In ball gown format. In ball gown format. This looks like it is a typical ball gown where it is not quite corset, but very fitted on the top, shoulder bearing, and it's got a split skirt with a reveal underskirt underneath. The belt reflects the red that comes across the uh, Boba Fett's mask. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the dress is a combination of the jade green and gray that's part of the Mandalorian mm-hmm. armor. Silver gray. You can see it at fashionablygeek.com. 
So where else can you see a girl wearing a ball gown with just a helmet? Yeah. I love the combination of off-the-shoulder sleeves and Boba Fett helmet. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. And this was a cosplayer at C2E2. Yeah. The photo was originally taken by someone um, posted on the in- Instagram account of someone named The Apex Fan. Doesn't seem we have a link. Don't We don't seem to have a link to the creator's Tumblr or anything like that. Looks like she stopped in at a convenience store. Or a yeah. Actually, well, it looks like the hotel, probably like the hotel Ah, you're right. Maybe snack. that. Now moving into the fantasy side. Well, actually, this one can be sometimes a combination of sci-fi and fantasy. But we're scooching the time period. Oh, dear. Well, considering the genre we're talking about, never mind. Um, we're going a <laughs> little bit... It defies time. It yes. is wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. We're going a little bit more 50s sock hop. Yep. Because the Redditor by the name of Trammel made a very special skirt for their daughter's sock hop. <laughs> it's a poodle skirt, but instead of a poodle, it has canine, canine. on it. On a TARDIS blue background, too. That's fantastic. <laughs> that is beautiful. It's adorable. That is so the poodle skirt I would totally want to have. <laughs> With canine on it. That is adorable. And in the same post on the Mary Sue, it's... Things we saw today, number 534. Oh, There's this is the amazing... Ravenclaw. Yep. <gasps> oh. Steampunk Rowena Ravenclaw. OMG. Wow. Look at, it is amazing. It's, of course, in the blue and bronze colors, as well as the little black of the uh, Ravenclaw crest. Wow. And there are, look at all the feathers. I know. Around the train of the skirt and around the bottom of the skirt. And this one looks like it was created by Alita Pardalis, who has her own Facebook page with her photos and cosplay creations. It's A-L-E-T-A-P-A-R-D-A-L-I-S. Ooh, it looks like she's got some drawings. It looks like she's got concept drawings and stuff on there, too. As well as pictures of a cat. <laughs> it wouldn't be the internet without cat pictures. But yeah, that is amazing. That amazing like brocade fabric and the corset with the what looks like the Ravenclaw crest on it. Wow. That is a lot of work. It is a fabulous dress. Yeah, God, look at and there's even fl- feathers around the wrist, around the cuff, and the comb in her hair. Sleeves. Yeah, it's beautiful. Wow, that is fabulous. And moving into more fantasy cosplay, <laughs> magnificent. So maybe you're not quite the elegant type. Maybe you're a little bit rough around the edges. Yeah, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> well, in this case, meet Smaug. Dragon corset. Yeah. Well, dragon wings. Cosplay, really, because she's yeah. got this really cool, looks like leather corset, and these large red wings that are attached to her arms, and it looks like a multi-layered skirt. skirt. The top layer has sort of red dragon hide-looking layer. The creator's name is Allison Grower. She can be found on Twitter at Dreams to Become. She tweeted it at the Mary Sue. She won the amateur costume contest at C2E2 with it. Big surprise there. <laughs> That's amazing. She's decorated parts of her body with what look like scale textures. Yeah. And she's got a, a headdress, too, with the, the crest sort of on top of Smaug's head. And I'm guessing the emblem of the gem is meant to represent the Arkenstone. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And it's a really cool inter- it's a really cool interpretation of a non-humanoid yeah. character, too. Okay. Now we mentioned tomorrow is free comic book day. It is. And I don't know about where everybody else's comic book store is, but where my comic book store is, if you go in dressed up in costume, you get extra free comic books. Ooh. And I have a little boy <laughs> who is going in in costume, and he has not wavered in his decision about who he's going in as for the last two weeks. And? Who is he going as? Well, he's not going as Miss Karen's boyfriend. No. She made me play a guessing game in the car. I got, was getting more and more excited as I got to. <laughs> is it a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent? Yes. yes. Really? Not is the this one a you're... character that originated in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Pause. No. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my son is going as Nick Fury. <laughs> and um, because my son is a redhead and a little bit pasty-faced, <laughs> he is going as the old-school Nick Fury. Yep. So I got the white hairspray to give him the pale white temples and yeah. 
He's got an eye patch, and we're going to see what we can do about all the black get-up and everything, but... Aww. Yeah, I've got a wee six-year-old Nick Fury. Aww. Yeah, it's pretty... Don't tell, don't tell him that he's a... Yeah, he's pretty adorable, but we'll let him know that he's a badass. But yeah, so please post and see if you were, went to your local free comic book day and what sort of events they had going on and what sort of special things they did. I'm still deciding whether I want to go to free comic book day in Hamilton tomorrow. I kind of want to go, but then part of me is also like, oh God, it's going to be crowded. It may, it may not. True. You may see people dressed up in costume. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't going to hand it and if it wasn't like I have to get, you know, a few buses to get there. True. I would be tempted to dress up. <laughs> Especially because, you know, there's one person I can think of I can dress up as, and it's basically like, well, I have all these things in my co- in my closet anyway. I finally have gotten Black Widow's hair, and then she went and grew it for the next movie. I'm like, dang it. Well, you don't have to do the current Black Widow. You can do Avengers-era Black Widow. Anyways. Okay, as well as for other things that have kept been coming out or are coming out soon, there's a couple little projects, indie projects, from a couple familiar names. People that we follow with great admiration. One of them would be Joss Whedon. He's just released, or is preparing to release, a little indie movie called In Your Eyes. Do you know the background of this? Yeah, it was written and executive produced by Joss Whedon. And it's basically being released online. Um, it's through, you can rent it through Vimeo On Demand at InYourEyesMovie.com. So for five bucks, you can rent it for 72 hours. It's directed by Bryn Hill, and some people are describing it as Joss Whedon does Nicholas Sparks. Because <laughs> it is kind of a, kind of a romance. Chick but there's, yeah, well, there is a, but there is a sort of paranormal element to it. Now, if anybody out there has seen it, Drop a line in the Ravelry forums and let us know what you think of it. Yeah, there is a review up at the uh, Mary Sue, so you can see, um, can sort of see what they thought of it and get a little bit more of a description of the plot. And they do actually have the first three minutes of it posted there, too, that you can watch. It does look interesting. And it actually says, they had a screening in Tribeca and it said that it was... Uh, also available on site, other sites that rent films, so maybe through iTunes as well. And that it's been translated into five languages, including Spanish, French, Japanese, Portuguese, and German. So yeah, I mean, they had a screaming in Tribeca, but other than that, they are just releasing it on the internet directly, which okay. should be interesting to see how it does. Okay. I mean, it's got Joss's name attached to it, so. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, the other one that has recently, again, recently, be, or is soon to be released on the internet, and by a familiar name. Just in a slightly different role. Yeah. Maybe not quite so polished and a bit more swagger. We have the movie Trust Me, which was written and directed by Clark Gregg, also known as Agent Coulson. From the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Except in this one, in this movie, he, he stars as a struggling agent for child actors and a former star himself who is kind of down on his luck. <laughs> he keeps losing his most talented clients to a more a slick and savvy agent played by Sam Rockwell. And when he finds, he's, at least from what, from what I've seen in the trailer, partly deals with, he finds a kid that he really believes in, who then, of course, is approached by his nemesis. Right. <laughs> but from what I've seen uh, reviews, there's more to it than that, than even that. It looks like it could be rather amusing, serious at certain points. And considering that description of his main character, he is definitely not Coulson. Coulson, no, no, this. no, this is he, not he's, Coulson. He's much more dorky and much more a uh, bit of a loser <laughs> in this one. A lovable loser. Yes. So again, if anybody gets to see this, drop a line in the Ravelry forum and let us know what you think. Yeah, and this one will be available via you know various on-demand services as of this Tuesday, so May sixth, I believe. And it's also going to be coming out, you know, in a limited release in June. So if you live in a you know large urban area, you might actually have a theater near you that will be showing it. But you might at the very least might want to watch the trailer because it's. It looks interesting. And again, it's just sort of worth watching the trailer just to see Clark Gregg in something that is very not Coulson because he has been in other sort of TV shows and stuff too, but in very small parts. But Coulson I mean, a lot sort of people of like, sort of know him as this character. Yeah. I suppose he's trying to break out of the typecast a little bit. Well, yeah. Well, and I mean, and this one was written and directed by him. Yeah. 
So it's obviously something that he was really interested in and wanted to do. I don't think, I think at the point he was making it, it was, I think this was the one he was filming when he kept being like, oh no, I'm not going to New York Comic Con, you know, <laughs> back in 2012 when they announced, <laughs> when he was at New York Comic Con and announced that Colson lives. Ah. They announced Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so. I don't know if he can really has to had to worry at that point about breaking out of typecasting or something, considering he was still this for as much as the the large fan base that he had, he was still a fairly minor character, mm-hmm. at least in how people outside of the fanatic Avengers fans would have seen him. Yeah, speaking of comic booky stuff, Maggie sent me this link to the Mary Sue, one I of actually, the things we saw today. I saw. I, I actually wanted to com- originally compliment it because I saw the, the ad for it, McDonald's. Happy Meal with Spider-Man as, you know, the new the new superhero that's associated with it. And these kids were climbing up the side of buildings and mm-hmm. Spider-Man. There was webs going everywhere and Happy Meals flinging around by webs. And I'm like, cool, that actually looks cool. Way to go. And then you see this. Yeah, and then you see the actual toys. On the Mary Sue, they've got a image of... The actual toys that will be coming in Happy Meals, including the boy toys and the girl toys. The boys have a lot of toy about of figures, or there's like a little Spider-Man mask, or a Spider-Man car, or it looks like a Spider-Man notebook. The girls all have wearable things, except and, for the little notebook. And they're all pink. Yeah, they're all pink and black. Like, Spider-Man is pink. Yeah, well... Yeah, his mask is pink, because that's all you see of Spider-Man on things. Because he's on bracelet, or on a headband, or... Whatever. On a hair clip, or... Ugh. And there's a lot of heart-shaped shit there, too. Yeah, there is. It's like, oh, God. Wow, thanks for completely gendering those toys, guys. Yeah, as the commentary on Mary Sue says, because pink and jewelry and heart-shaped things are for girls, and action figures, masks, and toy cars are for boys. Merf. Which, again... You know, it's not a bad thing if you like pink and you happen to be a girl. Yes. If you happen to identify as a girl and you like pink. That is okay. That's fine. That's perfectly okay. But just don't make it for every girl. Yeah. It's just, you shouldn't, that shouldn't be the only option for girls. And shouldn't be completely not the option for boys either. Boys should be able to have pink and hearts and jewelry and stuff if they want. I think it was, again, this is from QI, that fabulous British show Mm. on nothing but trivia. It wasn't until... The 1920s or 40s, I think it was. Boys were dressed in pink. Yeah, originally pink was the boy color, girl was blue was the girl color. Because red blue, was red was a stronger color. Yeah, pink was close to red, and red was a color of aggression and power right. and that all that sort of com- all that sort of connotations. Um, blue was the girl color because it was it. You know, had associations of purity and serene, yeah, peacefulness, right. and you know, usually when you see pictures of the Virgin Mary, she's dressed in blue, so it had that connotation. It wasn't until after that that they switched until like early to mid twentieth century. So yeah, so oh, in yeah. other words, so in other words, here guys, how about not having boy toys and girl toys? How, how about, about just, just having, having toys? You know, have you know a couple action figures and have a couple like. You know, the watch with the pink heart on it and the wristbands and stuff. And the kids can pick whichever one they want. Would you like toy A, toy B, or toy C? Yes. We have these three toys in stock this week. Which one would you like? Yeah, just don't get us started. Yeah, whatever. Okay, moving on. Because moving into one of the other big news, there was also some (laughs) some gender fail in that one, too, (laughs) arising from that one. Basically, because they have announced the new cast... Of Star Wars, Episode 7. And Maggie is just going to interject here, you got and anybody who's listened to the podcast knows, I respect the Star Wars fandom. I'm just not one of them. Okay? <laughs> you respect the fandom, you just had a bad experience with Star Wars fan. Yes. <laughs> it has ruined me. I respect the fandom. Move along without me. Do not try and recruit me. Do not try and save me. <laughs> I still get my laughs, especially from, you know, the Stormtroopers and Darth Vader's, but... Mm-hmm. When it comes to hardcore, yeah, leave me on, leave me to branch off on my own. But yes, earlier this week, Disney made the big announcement about the new ca- new cast of Star Wars, including a big cast photo, which includes Andy Serkis, 
as well as old hands yeah, Harrison that... Ford, Carrie Fisher, and Mark Hamill. I was going to say, they brought in all the old cast for this, didn't they? Yeah. So it should be interesting to see how they incorporate that, like the older cast and the new cast, like what the story is going to be in that, the story is going to be in that sense. Of course, as people mentioned, out of the, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven new cast members, one of them is female. Yeah, well. Yeah, which is, there was an interesting article I saw. It wasn't specifically about Star Wars. It's just generally about lack of female characters in film. Even though, I think there was a, there was a study a little while ago that came out that said apparently, like, movies with, that had more equal or even more women in it than men actually did better at the, generally, on average, did better at the box office. But yeah, there's an interesting article at Shark Tank, S-H-A-R-C-T-A-N-K dot com, um, called This Isn't Just About Star Wars, The Five Dumbest Arguments Against Gender Diversity, which is a really interesting read. This sounds stunning, just from the title. Well, especially because it's mainly talking about all the, the arguments that people make about it when people start talking about why are there generally not as many women mm-hmm. in movies. Like people mentioned, but what about this movie? And it's like, yes, so you can name five movies that are different. <laughs> that doesn't mean that it's not a problem overall. Or it's not real diversity if it's forced. Or you haven't even seen the film. You don't know anything about these characters. Or I don't care about representation, usually from people who are, you know, from other women or for, in the case of, you know, racial diversity and movies, people who are members of the whatever group people are saying is not represented. Or that's not faithful to the original thing, or that'll be great, but not for this. But yeah, it's a really interesting, it's a fairly long, fairly long article, but it's really interesting. And, you know, considering, I mean, we do have guys that listen to our podcast, but, you know, I think most of our, a good portion of our listenership is female, so you might be interested in reading it. And even the guys might be interested in reading it, because, you know, there are lots of awesome guys out there. There are. Who are like, hey, this is not good. Yeah, the other thing that I mentioned with the uh, new Star Wars movie is basically Disney has said that uh, the the existing Star Wars expanded universe, so the stuff from the novels and comics and stuff, it basically it's, no, it's not canon anymore. Next. It was, it had been considered canon, and now they're like, nope, not canon anymore. Insert. It has been jost. <laughs> Insert a um, a big sawing machine, you know, saw that bit of the universe off. Yep. That's what you're left with. Chainsaw, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> but yeah, and then there was also, an, there was an interesting article about that, though, at the MarySue.com and about, like, you know, how much do we really need to have adherence to canon and when is has canon become more important than actual storytelling and stuff? Which gets interesting. And it's called the Star... The art- name of the article is The Star Wars Expanded Universe is Dead, Long Live the Star Wars Expanded Universe. Which, again, can be interesting for those of us geeks that usually, like, glom onto all the extra stuff yeah. in a universe and try yeah. and put everything into order and, you know, make sure everything fits. And also, we are, we're kind of exploding about... We've been kind of exploding about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week. But I think we'll save that until after the season finale and our final Seriously Guys... <laughs> You need to, if you're not watching this, you need to watch it, because oh my god. Oh my god, this week. Insert character name here is a dick. That's all I'm saying. Yes. That's all I'm saying. Yes, so moving into Cravings, Covets, and Crushes. Did you look at that first one yet? No, I was at work. I am not going to something called the Men in Knitwear calendar while I'm at work. (laughs) Especially when I'm working with my new manager. Oh, okay. So yes, if you go to stitchseekers.com... Evil cackle right here. They have the Men in Knitwear calendar. Now what's happening is they're going to... Oh, sweet Jesus. (laughs) Girl! Everything good. Oh, dear God! Yes, that's my birth month. Oh, dear God! My birth month right there. Oh, my God! (laughs) And there's one more. There's May. Everything good comes out of New Zealand. Okay. Yeah. You get, they're releasing a pattern every month. Yep. And at the end, they will, if you order, they will give you the calendar dated for 2015. Yeah. And with each pattern comes a a very handsome man modeling it. (laughs) Some of which are obviously inspired by certain films. Like, say... Mr. March, which happens, which is a scarf called Fitzwilliam, and he's wearing a long white, white shirt, shirt, which is soaking wet, which <laughs> may sound like a certain BBC adaptation of a certain Jane Austen novel. There happens to be a gladiator in there, too. Yes, that was the one that was like, oh, Jesus, wearing some very nice looking fingerless gloves and rather... Appropriately draped. Appropriately draped kilt. There's also a pair of knitted swimming trunks. Now, I have Which to... look rather familiar to me. I have to admit, I am not a fan of the knitwear to be used as wetwear. Yes. 
However, that works. And it doesn't hurt that they, they look rather like a certain pair that a certain secret agent, agent would, would wear. Wore. Worn. In Casino Royale. <laughs> Except they were a little tighter in that movie, and I have seen those in person. They were at the Bond exhibit they had at the... I was going to say, uh, excuse me? <laughs> no, sadly, not on the secret agent. Okay. No, they were on a uh Karen, a there's dummy. a double life about you that no. I have not told about. No, they, they were on a dummy at the, the Toronto International Film Festival ah. uh, Lightbox Theater. They had a Bond exhibit with all kinds of props last year, and, and one of them was the swimming trunks. And and yes, they're, they're rather small. But yeah, so so far they've got up to uh, Mr. May... Who has a very nice pair of eyes. Yes. And who also looks pretty inspired by a certain film. Except, the, thankfully, this guy, he looks more like he's had a shower, shower. in the last century. Unlike, like a certain pirate. Yes. That's, that looks like a number of romance novel colors, covers. Mr. January. So, in other words, um, if you're into stunning knitwear on equally stunning physique of the male <laughs> persuasion, give yourself a treat! Yes. They have... Basically, they have a few different options. There's the digital-only calendar subscription which is $15 US. If uh, you can get the digital cal- calendar subscription for 2014 plus print copy, which is $25 US. And then there's the, that's that's with the regular shipping. That's It's a separate one, plus $550 for the regular shipping rate for the UK, US, UK, and EU. And then there's the digital calendar subscription option plus print copy for $25 US, but with the rest of the world shipping rate, which is $13. Yeah, where was the line here? Yeah, they say, we don't want to distract you from the knitwear, so the models won't be wearing loads of other clothes. You'll never, <laughs> you'll never forget an appointment again. <laughs> you can opt to receive your men digitally. Share the fun and give it as a Christmas gift to a knitting friend, or just selfishly hog all the loveliness to yourself. So yes, this is um, this is rather interesting. So for any of our listeners who are ladies who like the dudes, or dudes who like dudes, or I wanna see gender non-specific who like dudes, there you go. I want to see if they come out with uh, something that's a bit Lord of the Rings-ish. Ooh, girl. Maybe some hot dwarves. I'm thinking of rangers and elves. Mm, true. And they say if you've only just discovered the men in knitwear calendar and the year is already underway, no need to wait till next year. Subscribe at any time and you'll receive all the months you've missed. The only question is, can you handle all the excitement at once? <laughs> So yeah, so that's stitchseekers.com slash meninknitwear.html with hyphens in between the letters in that second part of the link. Yeah, that's um Merry Christmas, don't say we have don't love you. Um anyway. Um <laughs> <laughs> moving on to other things. Oh my god. Now if you're looking for something that's a little bit more on the adorables side. <laughs> Seriously adorables. Like pick him up, squoosh him, put him in your pocket. There you go. We have handmadestuffs.com, where lots of plushies of favorite geek characters have been made. Yep, there's the Tenth Doctor. <laughs> With what looks like fun fur hair to get all the spikiness going on. Yeah. There is a little Nick Fury plushie, including arched eyebrow. Yep. And scars. Black Widow. One of the guys from Supernatural. I can never tell them apart. Sorry, guys. Game of Thrones. A little dragon. 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 <laughs> Walking Dead. Nice. Including zombie with intestines hanging out. Nice. Oh, boy. <laughs> that is seriously gruesome looking. Yes, it is. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Jean-Luc Picard. Voldemort with Nagini. Sherlock! Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Including the little scarf and coat. See, I'm really impressed. Having made sock monkeys myself, I'm impressed with the clothes. Mm-hmm. I really am. Deadpool. Deadpool! Oh, Dobby! And he's got mismatched socks on. And he's wearing a pillowcase. He's wearing a pillowcase. Oh my god. Yeah, you gotta go to handmadestuffs.com and find them to see this, because these are seriously adorable. And she also has an Etsy. There's a link to her Etsy shop, which is etsy.com slash shop slash handmade stuffs. She's got one of the angels. Still an angel! Okay, that that's asking for trouble right there. You know that, right? Yeah. Because somebody's going to come and move that angel. Oh, look. Oh my god, little Snape and little Mal from Firefly. These are seriously adorable. Yeah, there's the weeping angel. These cuddly little angels are just waiting for you to blink so they can give you a hug. Oy vey. <laughs> 
Oh, nah. she's like, oh my god, she's got little Velcro pads on them or something. So uh, they can look uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> she says, I'm just making them with a the neutral face for now, but I make, may, may make some more with the scary face. People get a little scared of these cuties, even with the sweet face. These are so adorable. Must not buy. Okay. <laughs> like all of them. Okay. So on that adorable note, I think it's time to end the night. All right, everybody, have a fabulous weekend. Go out, get some comics, get some cake, get some yarn. Just do something fun and fabulous. And we'll see you with our next episode. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find old episodes or our show notes at our blog, knitonegeek2.emptypockets.org. That's K-N-I-T-1, G-E-E-K-2, dot M-T dash P-O-C-K-E-T-S dot O-R-G. You can also find them at our Ravelry group. Just search Knit One Geek 2 in Ravelry's groups feature. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can leave a comment at the blog, comment on our Ravelry group, or you can send us an email at knitonegeek2 at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at knitonegeek2. Thanks, and keep geeking on!